According to Tom Rainer, 6% of churches in America are effective in evangelism. Let's change the statistic. Welcome to GoCast, a podcast designed to inspire and equip pastors and leaders to lead soul-winning churches. We have a mission to go and make disciples. This is GoCast. Hey everyone, welcome to GoCast. I'm your host, Kelly Stickle, and I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Tim Tribble. I've got a question for you, Tim. I've got a great conversation coming up with my friend, Pastor Dave Manishin from Medicine Hat. Right. And he gets really, really uh, raw in the process of transitioning a church from traditional and to to more of a soul-winning type church. Mm-hmm. And it's taken a little bit longer than he expected. Sure. It's cost a little bit more than he expected. So my question for you is, man, have, have you ever gone into a project where you've kind of came to that crossroad? where it's costing more than you expect, it's taking longer than you expected, uh, you're not really sure, you're on that teetering point, is this really going to work or right. not going to work? And you've ever thought about, man, do we go back? Do we start over? Did we make a mistake? Have you ever been in that that place with the project? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, several years ago, and you know this, and being part of it, we started My Victory Music and we began the writing process. And immediately you have all these high hopes that when you let that first song go, that it's just going to soar and oh, We're going to be stars. It's going to be. <laughs> and uh, it's a lofty dream, but yeah. we're into our fourth year now and about to go into another writing retreat. And I think... Uh, I think our hopes were a little higher than we thought, and it does take time. You have to let uh, let give these songs time to incubate and allow the right channels to go through for the right audiences. And so it is a learning lesson. It definitely has costed us more than we thought it would in the beginning process, but it is a process, so you just have to take it that way. It's really true. We live in a society that I think is it's more accentuated today than, than ever before because of social media and the fact that we see everybody's highlight reel. So we see everybody's success point, but we don't realize that there's no such thing as overnight success, no. that there's a, it takes a lot of work uh, to, to launch a project or to take on something, and you're going to have your ups and downs and your setbacks and all the rest of it. Well, I absolutely love this conversation with, with Pastor Dave. He, he is very raw about the fact that he's been a couple years into transitioning his church to a soul-winning church. And uh, he's a relatively new pastor, and he talks about, very frankly, about how difficult it's been. And and but yet the encouraging part is, um, he's yeah about is almost going into his third year of this thing, and he's starting to see some really big breakthroughs. And and actually, twenty twenty setting up is his best year yet. They're yeah. rolling right now. So, but he had to make that tough call of how do I push through and do I push through and is this worth it? So let's go to our conversation now with Pastor Dave Manishin from Medicine Hat. Hey Dave, welcome to GoCast, my friend. It's so good to have you on the program. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's awesome. So tell us a little bit about about yourself, how you got started in in ministry, and how you came about to pastor. How I came about? Well, <laughs> it probably started out long ago when I was in youth group. Uh, I was living in Red Deer and just basically ha- uh, helping out volunteering at a youth group, and then uh, just got asked to kind of take a, a bit more of a leadership role there. And then uh, right after that happened, ended up moving down to Medicine Hat, and I started working at uh, Kids Camp, Eagles Nest Ranch, and basically spent eight years there just kind of, wow. you know, working through things and uh, um, learning a lot. And then in 2009, uh, well, 2004, I guess, my wife and I, we got married. And then 2009, started as youth pastor and 
kind of, you know, worked at the church here in Medicine Hat, doing various roles, uh, anywhere from youth, uh, associate pastor, and uh, and then in uh, 2011, new pastors came in, and they just kind of had a bit of a different vision, different idea for doing church, but they uh, thought they weren't the ones to do it, and so uh, they asked for a year and a half before my wife and I finally said uh, yes to the lead role here at Bridge Church. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the church then. So talk about its history a little bit, because it's gone through some yeah, some transition and different focuses. And so walk us through, you know, its history and where the church is at now. Yeah. So basically, when we started attending there in uh, 04, when we got married, um, you know, we did, kind of did the church uh, shop thing and whatnot. And we just felt, honestly, it was so weird because uh, we just like it just wasn't the right fit for us. Yeah, uh, but we felt God asked us to go there, and so we did. And we served uh, the lead pastors at the time uh, that were there, and that's who eventually hired us on uh, in '09. And it was, um, I mean, both of us had kind of been born and raised in uh, somewhat of a Pentecostal church. Yeah, um, you're charismatic, I guess, right? And so um, when I say it wasn't the right fit, it just was. It was super small and just like. The, the music was not good and, you know, like it just, you know, like, I mean, it was pink walls and it just, it wasn't, wasn't looking like what we wanted, you know, and, uh, but we just felt we needed to serve there and, and it did have, kind of have the same feel, quite charismatic, uh, very gifted in the prophetic and, um, you know, really, uh, I guess, spirit filled if you, if you want to use that term. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, anyhow, when that, when those pastors moved on and new ones came, as I had mentioned, they came with a uh, different vision. And so in 2011, uh, I was by then, my wife and I, we were on the leadership team and kind of serving in that role. Um, and, uh, um, they just began to have this discussion of like, Hey, what if we could do church different? Mm. You know? And, uh, and so, you know, I don't know how long it took, but. We uh, we read the book uh, Deep and Wide by Andy Stanley, and right. honestly, it kind of just it, it got the got the the ball rolling in a sense for this idea of just like what what if our focus was on different people, right? You know, um, you know, for for your listeners that have read the book, they'd understand, you know, like just focusing on unchurched people, right? So we didn't know what that looked like. Uh, we had no idea, and uh, and so. Uh, we ended up uh, obviously getting hooked up with uh, with you guys in Lethbridge and uh, just, you know, kind of, you know, seeing what, I guess, what that could look like and kind of hearing from you guys and, and, and Ralph and the rest of the staff there and whatnot. Um, and so it kind of it, it kind of pushed us, um, you know, in a sense to, you know, um, what what if we what if we. What if we actually applied some of these changes, you know, to our yep. church uh, yep. rather than just like hoping and wishing for them? Wow. Uh, you know? um, and so basically we, uh, my wife and I, uh, you know, real quick, we we uh, we came to visit you guys in Lethbridge on a Sunday. Yep. And, uh, you know, probably about a, a year and a half before that, Richard and Margaret, that was the, the lead pastors at the time, really started to ask us like, hey, like we think that you guys are the ones to take this over. We think that you guys are the ones to lead this. And uh, we had been around lead pastors enough to know that um, we didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
just the, you know, I mean, it's the stress and, you know, and, and, uh, the heartache and, you know, the, yeah. the attacks, I guess, you know, and so we had said no for some time, but then we went to, uh, a service at victory in Lethbridge and we were able to witness it, uh, as opposed to this theoretical kind of idea. Right. Right. But it looked like. And uh, Pastor Kelly, I will never forget, you You gave away the gospel, and uh, I cheated, I peeked, we were backsliders, we were sitting in the back, and uh, I cheated, I peeked, and I looked around, I counted 13 hands, went up to say I want Jesus, yeah. when you gave it away, uh, at, or gave, gave the gospel away. And then uh, over lunch, we were out for lunch with you guys after, and I began to kind of ask, almost with like an arms crossed kind of thing, like, you know, like, well, sure, 13 hands, but what about them now, right? And you explained the process to me and, you know, and just said, well, we don't really look at hands. We can't follow up with hands, but we can follow up with people who fill out cards. And so you explained the process. Your administrator would gather those and send you an email and, you know, with the contact info. And, and as you're telling me this, your phone chimes. And I maybe you remember this. I mean, I, yeah. it was so vivid for me. But uh, you held up your phone and you were like, yeah, this list right here. And I began to weep in the middle of Earl's in Lethbridge. Um, I'm sure you guys are probably like, oh, what have we done? You know, <laughs> it was at that moment that, you know, we we kind of thought, um, you know, because I before from a theoretical standpoint, we wanted to reach the lost. We wanted to, you know, see lives change uh, with Jesus. But it was at that moment that I switched from a want to to a must or a want wow. to have to. And uh, and on the drive home, you know, uh, I looked over to my wife and she's crying and she had the same moment, uh, you know, a little bit different to how it played out for her. But uh, we at that moment, we knew that we had to do what we were talking about. Yeah. We had to do what we were honestly envisioning and dreaming. And so I busted into... Uh, my lead pastor's office the next morning, the very next morning. And I said, Hey, you've been asking if shy and I want to lead this church. And, uh, uh, shy is my wife. So, yep. and, uh, and I said, I want to, oh, yes, I want to start tomorrow. And so we probably had the quickest, um, transition, I guess, um, uh, for a lead, you know, a lead role change, but it was so natural. It was, it was so good. It was, wow. um, it was tough, I'm not going to lie, it was very tough, but we took our church through a transition uh, two months later and basically kind of relaunched with this idea of let's reach unchurched people. Wow. Uh, yeah, we... That's so good. There's there's so much of what, of what you, so much good stuff in what you just said. And one of the, one of the things I just want to focus on for, for a second and pull on, I think what you said is really good is a lot of times we as pastors have this want. We want something. You know, we want souls. We we want that thing, but when it shifts to to a must, you know, everything everything changes. But I I think what is really key in in what you said there in in that shift is is almost we need permission by watching somebody else who is doing it because we have this idea. Okay, you came from a you come from a very prophetic, spirit filled uh, church and, and background, saying, hey, we've got great services. Power of God is moving. Things are happening. But we we would want we want souls. Is there anybody that is spirit filled and and can do that that is getting souls? And you don't know that you can make that transition until you see somebody else 
doing what you want to do and it gives you permission to be able to do that so i mean kudos to you for for coming and and watching and looking not just hearing and not just you know criticizing saying hey they must be doing something that you know whatever that's not right or compromising or whatever but you came and, and explored and that gave that that ignited something inside of you so i, I know there's, there's a pastor that listening and saying no i want this but i'm not sure where do i start how do i do this uh and a lot of times that permission is is granted when you see somebody else doing that it gives you this confidence and this boost and saying no we can do this too so all right so talk about talk about the transition now so transition, you, yeah. yeah so you transitioned the church from i mean it's not just you that transitioned in as lead pastor but you transitioned the focus and of the ministry and and the philosophy so so talk about let's let's talk about that transition how how is that gone how's that going with the with the church and transitioning a church that's prophetic spirit filled yeah in, you know very you know probably insider focused i, I would think is is yeah. catering to christians but all of a sudden now you're saying hey we're going to reach the lost so let's talk about that transition how, how'd that go great well i mean from a, a practical standpoint i mean right off the hop uh within three months we grew the church from 100 down to 50. <laughs> you know yeah we we did lose a lot of people uh thankfully um you know like 98 percent or whatever it would be is a super high number of the people that did leave didn't leave church they just left our church right and so it was honestly it was easy i guess and i that might sound harsh but it was easy to see them go because i knew they were still being fed right I mean? um, yeah 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 i get it yeah and uh and 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 i got it i get it i mean if it, it's it's you know it's not the same vision as what they no, were used to when when those people walk out i mean that's that's a large number and you know yeah. your pastor can you going ah, i can't afford to do that we can't we can't afford it. i mean that yeah. that's i mean that's not easy to watch it out i mean did you in watching them walk out were you starting to second guess and go wait a second um are we doing the right thing uh well, the super spiritual answer? No, heck no. <laughs> <laughs> but inside, oh yeah, oh yeah. We were as a team. We're like, hey, is this the right thing? Uh, right. You know, I mean, as a, I mean, I was fairly new in the lead pastor role, but you you tend to kind of a little bit form your identity and how your church is doing as a lead pastor. Right. So it's very hard for me emotionally and mentally of yeah. like, what are we doing? But you know what? Um, the, the cool thing is is um, we we did shrink it, you know what I mean. It did shrink down just with people just saying this isn't my thing. But we, um, I think it was only by God's grace we immediately had fruit. Yeah, uh, you know, and and so it was one of those things where uh, you know I'm reminded of like Joshua and Caleb, and it's like yeah, there's giants, but man, you got to see the fruit. You got to yeah. see the grace, you know. And and so for us, it was uh, it was we just kind of like had tunnel vision, I guess, towards like. Well, but just think about the, the, the Cathy's, think about the Landon's, think about the bride, you know, like right, right. people yeah, yeah. All were able to immediately see life change in. And, uh, you know, I mean, here, here's the thing. It's funny because, I mean, we, we were a church of whatever at that time. We were a church of 100. And I remember when we relaunched in October, we had already shrunk down to maybe 70. But I gave away the gospel. And, I mean, but... We, we saw the same 13 hands go up and so uh, I just thought it was super ironic that it was the same number. Wow. You know I mean? And not yep. that it's all about numbers, but you know, it was the same number that I saw when God 
just changed me that we were able to see on kind of our first launch Sunday, you know, and, uh, and so, and over the course of the next few months, we did shrink a little bit more. And so it was, oh yeah, it was tough, but the, the life change that we saw in people, um, I mean, we, we see people that attended our church for years, but didn't have relationship with Jesus. Right. Right. You no. Know? And so they're the ones that are shooting their hand up, filling out the card. Like it wow. makes sense to me now, you know? And, uh, but we just had never, you know, I guess been clear on that. So yeah, it was, it was super tough, but, uh, uh, super, super rewarding at the same time, you know? Wow. So in that, okay. So in that transition, what, what has, has really worked? I mean, I mean, you see 13, 13 hands in the first Sunday, you're thinking, okay, I mean, you've already seen the church shrink a little bit. Um, and, but now, but now you see 13 hands going up and you're like, oh, oh my goodness, this is, there's something in here that's working. So over the course of, of the last number of years, okay, what's, what's worked in the transition? What's worked? Um, well, I mean, obviously, I think our just our, our focus yep. on reaching on church people. Um, you know, one of the things we, we kind of stole from you guys was this idea of we mess with the method. Yeah. You know, and so consistently thinking, like, what can we do to reach on church people? You know, what can we do that's different that will reach on? So, I mean, we, we cancel church, you know, every whatever, maybe two or three times a year and do an event on a Sunday morning. Yeah. That's not about us doing church the way that we're comfortable with. You know, yep. um, it's, it's giving back. It's throwing a big back to school bash for, you know, all the kids in the neighborhood and bounce castles. Yep. People come in and are like, you know, like, this is your church? Well, this is our church this morning because we just, we love people. Yeah, so good. So different things like that, you know, I mean, we've seen some fruit with those kind of events. Um, uh, what has worked, I mean, we, we, uh, um, we still, I guess we still value the, like the prophetic and, and you know, yep. uh, but I think just the thing is, is like getting our mind out of like, what is that? You know, what yeah. I mean? uh, like, what does that look like? And, you know, I mean, it's to encourage, to build up and to comfort. So, you know, one of the things that we always used to do, right, was like if somebody had, you know, something they wanted to, you know, speak or whatever, and they just come up and speak. And it was just awkward, you know, for yeah. now looking back in the moment, it was like, oh, it just fit. But, yeah, yeah. you know, and so we honestly, we, we stopped doing that and we really push, you know, like a natural, you know, like, so people that are gifted in that go and find people and just speak life into them. Say, Hey man, like I, I just feel God loves the way that you honor your wife and love your kids. You know, like, yeah, it doesn't have to be this, thus saith the Lord, right. You know, kind of thing or whatever. Right. So I don't know. I mean, there's, there's so many little different things, you know, like preaching style, um, has really worked. I mean, I, it's been something I've really focused on in the last little while, uh, is just really how to, how to reach and how to engage with unchurched people. Yeah. Oh, and, and, uh, how know. to preach the same message, but, but mess with the language a little bit. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, musically, I mean, you know, we, we are very picky on even what songs, you know, we do. My wife leads the music ministry. Yeah. So we're not singing about the fire, you know, come down and, and, and burn our hearts or, you know. And the blood of the lamb. Yeah, we're sacrificing sheep out back. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, it was tough even for us because it's like, man, that's that's like our background, right? Absolutely. But, uh, you know, um, I think essentially is, is we – we just realized that we value like mission way higher than method. 
Right. And, uh, and, and so we just thought, you know what, um, the, the method that we, you know, do that can easily change depending on what, you know, we feeling, you know, God is leading us, uh, you know, through the parameters of how would an unchurched person or de church person, you know, kind of identify with it. Right. Our, our mission will, you know, I, I can't remember if it was a book I read it in, but you know, you're, you're married to the mission, but you're dating the method. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, that's really good. Yeah, and so I don't know if it was Andy Stanley or whatever, but maybe it was one of your books. <laughs> I, yeah, I read that. I was trying to remember, I was just racking my brain too, because I just read that uh, not that long ago. I can't remember which book it was in either, but yeah. that was, uh, that's, yeah, that's really good. That's awesome. So, uh, so I mean, you, and then you've, I mean, you saw 13 Salvations in that first Sunday, but you started seeing that on a, on a regular basis? Uh, well, I mean, for the first, probably first three years, we consistently saw, I would say, at least one Salvation uh, a Sunday. Yeah, uh, and that's one 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 card, right? I mean, yeah. again, you you can see the hands, but it's tough to follow up with yeah. those people, right? And so, um, for the first three years, we definitely did, and now it's it's it, it's kind of you know tapered off, I guess, in a sense, and uh, causing us again, right, to kind of go back and and think like, okay, what what methods can we change now so we consistently see that, right? again so right yeah and that's and that's being yeah that's again messing with the methods and saying okay if we're not getting the results because we're focused on on the fruit then we yeah what do we need to change yeah 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 we have that conversation all the time <laughs> oh yeah and you have to you, yeah you, you really do i mean it's you try trying to stay ahead of it right rather than like you know being in the middle of it type. and it really is as a leader that's about the focus right what we're focused on we're focused on the mission we're focused on on the fruit rather than we're focused on on the methods in the way that we've always done it so that's so so good man so okay so what's been what's been most difficult in the transition um besides losing 50 people and in, in there i mean you guys recovered you, i mean here you're, you're you started growing you changed the focus and yeah and, and and that but what's what's been most difficult in in the transition i mean this is this is this is a tough question to answer because i know for your listeners that are you know thinking a lot of like hey do i do i want to change church right um the the heart you got to be willing to let go of uh the trust that you might have in finances uh, uh you know not just because of the shrinking that we you know had uh you know attendance wise but also because new believers aren't fully devoted givers and tithers right and so it was it's it's honestly it's still a bit of uh here we are five years in and I know this might sound discouraging to your listeners, but again, the, the fruit is worth it. Yeah. You know? um, but, uh, but you know, consistently on our knee, and maybe it's a good thing because we're consistently on our knees like, God, this is your church. You know? That's such a good point. We've, I've say this all the time, and this is a really, really key point, that, that soul-winning churches uh, typically grow faster than than the income coming in, right? So it puts pressure. You're, you're growing numerically faster than your income is growing, uh, and that definitely puts pressure. But I also I also hang on a, a man on a, a a word that I heard uh, at a conference in I think it was in Dallas, um, where uh, a pastor said said uh, that that God always pays the bills for soul winning churches. Yeah. And man, that conference. Yeah, I think you were at that one as well. And I, I was like, when he said that, man, I highlighted that thing. I've writ, I wrote that thing down. I go back to that on a regular basis. God always pays the bills for soul winning churches. And yes, there's pressure in that, but it's amazing how how 
how he he comes through. That's that's really cool. So, but it, it is an issue of trust for us as pastors because man, we would like the flush bank account. Wouldn't that be nice? Oh, it would be it'd be uh, it'd be mint. Yeah, absolutely. So. <laughs> but so all all of that. I mean, that's that's a regular pressure to cause you on your knees. But man, has the transition been worth it? Do you? I mean, do you you regret making that shift five years ago, or is, has the transition been worth it? Well, I mean, here's the thing with that question. The short answer, of, of course, is yes. Right? Transitions were yeah worth it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and, but honestly, um, if, if you can. I guess it's it's one of those things that it's it's easy for me to say yes because there's been so much fruit right i mean so many lives that we've seen changed and uh, you know like honestly like alcoholics do you know what i mean like coming into the church and mm. you know, that you know are just like hey i've seen your sign and i know i'm not we, we used to use the same slogan as you guys know no perfect people yeah and uh and you know and anyhow i guess what i'm saying is like it's easy for me to say yes because we've seen such fruit yeah. and we're still going. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think honestly, Pastor Kelly, I think that um, even if, man, you, you give me one person, you know, that we were able to see life change in, you give me that first person, you know, that came in that didn't do church, that came in and said, yes, I want Jesus, and then three weeks later was baptized. You give me the one and I would be telling you it's worth it. Yeah. Um, so good you know what i mean like even if like we were still a church of 51 people i would tell you it's worth it because of that one right so, and that's honestly i think that's that's what happens when you do when you shift from that that want to to that have to yeah because it, it's not i don't know maybe i'm contradicting but it's not it's not based on like did you see enough good stuff it's based on am i doing what god asked me to do that's so good and so it's it's basically it's like well yes short answer yes yes do you do you ever get tired of seeing the hands go up when you when you do the salvation call no, not at all honestly so, sometimes you know a lot of people come in that i don't know yeah and it's like the one or two you know every now and then that that will come in that i've been able to you know whether it's invite or at least kind of know a bit of their story and I mean, I'm a crier, and uh, and you can always tell when someone gives their life to the Lord that I actually have personal, like, vested interest in. Yes. I, oh, I'm a sucker for that. <laughs> you know, um, it, it's funny because it's like everything we do as a church, like everything from, like, the greeting, the parking, you know, like, it's all pointing to that moment yeah. of, of seeing somebody, you know, um, like go from darkness to light. Uh, so good, yeah. man. Tell me, tell me about someone. Someone, tell me about someone in particular in in the church that came in in that dark place. Yeah, and and accepted Jesus, and life has miraculously changed. I, I, I know, and um, it's it's tough to <laughs> like. I honestly, I can think of three or four or five. You know, yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, you know, we got a a couple in our church that. Um, frequent the coffee shop right beside our church and it's where I would spend I spent a ton of time there and so I got to know people in there and you know eventually I'd be sitting at their table with them you know chatting away and they knew I was a pastor and yeah. they had never really done church and then one Sunday morning you know um, they walk in and uh, this was their line to me they said hey you you've sat at our table enough we thought we'd come sit at yours wow that's really and, cool uh, and on that Sunday uh, her name is Kathy. Yeah. You know, 
shoots her hand up, fills up the card. <laughs> Literally three weeks later is baptized. And, and now she wow. is serving uh, with our Alpha uh, group. She's serving, you know, um, on guest services team. Uh, <laughs> she she runs our, like, our next step booth, you know, like at the end of service. Yeah, yeah. People can go and say, man, I, I, I made a decision for Jesus. She can like talk them through that, you know, and I mean, there, there's honestly, there's count. We had another guy that, again, I mentioned the AA, we, we rent out our building for AA meetings. Yeah. He comes in because he saw that sign on a Tuesday night and he comes in last Christmas and uh, mm. says, hey, you know, I figured I can come because I'm not perfect. And gives his life to the Lord, and you know he's getting baptized uh, in uh, days in three weeks, four weeks time. That's awesome. You know, um, I mean, it's honestly a bride and another guy who pops in. Man, he pops into our church on a Tuesday, like not even on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And 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 he says basically, hey man, like I saw your sign. I did meet Dave. I met you like three years ago at a funeral. And he comes in and he gives his heart to the Lord right there on that Tuesday. And then the next Sunday, he comes in tow with his wife. She gives her life to the Lord. They wow. Serving this past Sunday. That's awesome. Making popcorn for at the movies. Like it's honestly, I could, I could tell you story after story after story. I, I love, I love that. I love all of those, but that last one, I think the thing that jumps out at me, I mean, he comes in on a Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, I mean, God's are obviously the Holy Spirit's already working on him. And, and it's, you know, there's so many people in our communities that the Holy Spirit's already working on Yeah. that he's doing things and, and Holy Spirit's going to direct him to the place that is going to that is going to uh lead them right into into salvation and direct them to a soul winning church like yourself and saying okay this this church is gonna walk them through disciple them you know lead them through the salvation prayer disciple them lead them to yeah. baptism that whole thing and it's it's amazing how god does that so man soul winning churches god's already hey god's working with us oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so it, cool that's what blows my mind we didn't even have to do the sunday service yeah like he just like you say holy spirit was was working on him and i think if i can if i can just say one thing in addition to that is the whole idea of like spirit-filled church you know and and how you know for us i guess we kind of had to think of like are we willing to lay that down but it's like man we don't we don't we don't have to because you know in my mind the greatest the greatest experience, the greatest manifestation of the Holy Spirit yep. is when somebody makes that decision to go from like my way yep. to his way. And, you know, so, I mean, we get people asking like, well, you know, do you do you leave room for Holy Spirit? I'm like, yeah, every every single Sunday when yep. we give away the gospel. Yep. That's where he's doing his thing and only he can do his thing. Yeah. And uh, honestly, like I would. Well, that's why that's why he came. I mean, that's, that's why Jesus, Jesus, I mean, Jesus, the whole purpose of what, of why Holy Spirit was sent to us anyway is, and I mean, Jesus said it to Peter, Hey, wait in the upper room. He said to the guys, wait in the, until you receive the Holy Spirit. The moment they received the Holy Spirit, Peter was preaching in 3000 souls were added to the church that day. And then Jesus, before he does miracles, I mean, sometimes we focus on the miracles and the healings, does, but does your church see the miracles? Do they see the healings. Yeah. But Jesus said himself, hey, the reason why I'm doing these these healings is that so that you will know um, that I have the authority, right, to save sinners. And, and I mean, the whole purpose of, of the miracles Jesus did was for salvation. So the greatest miracle of all, by far, is those salvations. But yeah. we, don't, we don't need to compromise Holy Spirit or, or the power of the Holy Spirit or limit the Holy Spirit or, or whatever we want to say. 
we just we just say no hey we're focused on souls and guess what the holy spirit shows up in crazy ways i don't know about you but for us we we see healings and miracles every single sunday we just don't make a, a spectacle out of them but they happen every single sunday yeah. and and uh, we're still seeing the power of the holy spirit move in multiple ways yeah we just don't make a show of it yeah exactly that's really cool all right so t tell me about uh what have what do you wish you would have known uh, when you started out as as a pastor um well, I mean, obviously, we we had heard it said. Someone told us, you know, earlier. They said, uh, um, to be a lead pastor, you guys got to have thick skin and soft heart. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I know that is honestly, it's so, it's so so cliche. Um, but uh, you know, for 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 me, I, I wish I would have known. I guess you know, because for me. We really lived that the, the thick skin. Uh, yeah. We had, you know, again, numerous people leave. Uh, we had people in our small group leave via text. Do you know what I mean? Wow. Like, hey, we're, uh, you know, and we had really close, you know, friends leave, and 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 a lot of that is due to you know my own kind of you know shortcomings as a leader and stuff that I was learning and working through. But I think honestly, the biggest thing would be um, my identity is not my church. Mm. And, uh, and, and, you know, because I mean, here, here we, you know, I've lived both. I've lived like the, the hardships of seeing our church shrink. I've seen the hardships of seeing our church, like lose key people and close friends, but I've also seen our church see some amazing things. And yeah. like, just like the stories I told. Right. Yeah. And, and I think for me, I wish I would have known better to not place who I am in the success or the the hardships of us as a church. Wow. You know, and, and, uh, you know, again, you know, I, I read another thing. It was, and it's again, so cliche, but I'm not Jesus. I'm not the savior of my church. And, uh, and so my identity is solely based in what's been given for me. Yeah. And it's uh, not how well our church is doing or how hard it, it is for us as a church. And so um, that's probably the number one thing is really understanding that it, God says who I am. Yeah. And and that's it. There's no addition to that. There's nothing taken away from that. It's he says who I am. That's so good and so well said. And that yeah. yeah. I know that resonates with every pastor because it's so easy for us to get so caught up. I mean, this is this is not a nine to five job right. that we do. And yeah. it's so easy for us to get our entire identity caught up in in what we're doing. And so man, that's that's really powerful. That's really yeah. good. Good reminder for all of us. Yeah, because we get. I mean, we we get too high with the highs. The church is growing. We get oh, we get absolutely. we take it on, and it's all us that caused it. Well, no, yeah. and then because if we focus on that, when it, it begins to shrink or something happens, then then it's us that caused that too, and that's not always the case either. So exactly, yeah, that's really really good, man. What what are you sensing for the next five years for for your church, man? You're five years in this thing. What's the next five years look like? Um, you know, I, th I thought about that, uh, and you know, like, that's a tough one to answer because as I'm public with these things, it also means that you can remind me of these things, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, being real, um, it's actually, you know what I was thinking? It, it goes back to something, you know, that we picked up from you guys. And I remember you prayed one year, um, you know, cause in, in the Bible, right. You see that statement of their numbers were added to daily. Yeah. 
you know, and uh, and I remember you saying, so that means one per day. Let's pray for three hundred and sixty-five salvations mm. and or conversions. You know, like, um, and uh, and and anyhow, I've been I've been kind of thinking about that and praying about that, and you know, we as a church are going through some methodology changes right now and stuff, and uh, you know, and I think that probably would be a like a great you know, five-year goal is one day to see that. And awesome. here's the thing, we can't just pray for that because we've got to do our part, right? The yeah. God's part and our part. And we wouldn't, I mean, if we saw that this year, we would we would explode. Yeah. I mean, or implode, like, because we don't have the structures for it. We don't have the discipleship process. We don't have the small group leaders, you know? And so there's a lot of stuff that we need to kind of, you know, formulate and have in place. Wow. I would, I would love for us to be able to... Uh, to, you know, in the next five years, say, hey, we, we have witnessed, we've seen, you know, God has used us as a church to see that numbers added to daily. That's awesome. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So. I'm going to believe, I'm going to believe that for you as well, man. We're, we're going to agree with you on that one. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. I mean, just as you're talking, I was like, there's so much wisdom in, in what you said. I mean, Solomon said it, he who wins souls is, is wise. And and you're looking at saying, hey, it, it, we can go out there and win 365, but hey, we we we're not able to properly disciple them if we had 365 come in yeah. this year. And there's so much wisdom uh, in in that. And man, I appreciate that so so much, man. This this has been so good. Thank you for doing. Is there anything that I I haven't asked you that you wished I did? Um, you know what? Um, probably just about my wife and our team. Yeah. I mean, you know, before we started the interview, you asked how she's doing. And, and I think it's so important um, to be, and obviously this is our culture. I know not every church has this or whatever, but I mean, my wife and I are the lead pastors. And yeah. I know like, you know, on the business card, it might say on mine, right? But um, having somebody, you know, that is like, like with you. Yeah. Not just like emotionally and, you know, romantic. I mean, like spiritually, like with you, like we carry this together. Yeah. She loves what we do. Um, it's just as rewarding and just as hard for her. Um, and, but it's so important to, to lean on each other. Yeah. Uh, and then in addition to that, with our team, you know, uh, I remember actually when we, when we transitioned, uh, you had a staff member on your, on your staff that was, you know, reaching out to me every now and then. And, and uh, and he and he phoned me one day and he says, Dave, how how is it that you guys were able to make this transition and and be back? Because we again we we grew it down to fifty, but within like a year and a half, we were back up to where we were. Yeah, yeah. So he says, how did you do that? And uh, and honestly, I think the biggest thing is is it wasn't just me. And I, I know that's the spiritual thing to say well, was Jesus, but I mean, what I mean by that, it was like we had a team yeah. of people that were committed. To that vision so, so good you know you asked earlier like what were you thinking when you grew it down it wasn't just me that was like oh man what have we done yeah it was our it was our team you know we had people you know the former pastors stayed on you know at the church and we had you know like the rest of the elders and the the leadership team we were unified in that idea of we're doing this because god asked us to so good uh, and so yeah i mean don't 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 try to do it alone. I would encourage any pastor out there, like so you've good. got this heart, this desire to be a soul winning church. It's not your job to get up there and change the culture on a Sunday morning. You gather people that are like-minded with you yep. and uh, 
um, uh, like just sold out to that idea. I think one of the other so good. I think one of the wisest things that you did as well is you you didn't just learn yourself. You always had your team with you uh, at learning with you. You'd bring you wouldn't just come visit us yourself. You would you'd bring a team. You'd come bring a team to staff meetings. You'd yeah. and you'd sit, you know, have your team sit down, your children's team sit down with our children's team and and that kind of thing. That is so good. You take them to conferences and you're growing the team with you. And I think that's that's so imperatively it's so such a good reminder for all of us as as leaders. Man, let's let's not we're not doing this alone so let's not go to conferences alone let's not let's not uh go and learn uh, let's not learn alone let's let's bring a team with us and you've done a great job of that you got a great team they're doing an amazing job church is doing amazing we're crazy crazy proud of you guys and what what's happened i know it's been you know the five years has been been a, a battle but man it's so fun to see all the fruit you guys are getting it's uh we, we cheer you on a a lot. We're very, very excited about that. So, man, I know there's pastors. This this has been so rich. There's pastors that are listening to this and going, man, I, I'd like to connect with Dave and, and and know more. And I'm going through something like that now. I feel like I could, you know, he could understand what I'm going through. So, man, how do our listeners connect with you online? Where can they find you? Uh, honestly, our website's just simple. It's churchforyou.ca. You can spell that however you want. Uh, you can check us out online or you can visit us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash MH Bridge. MH Bridge. So good. Yeah. So easy, man. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Dave, for, for the time. And this has been this has been so good, man. You're such yeah. a blessing. Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks so much, Pastor. Talk soon. All right. What a great conversation with Pastor David. What was your big takeaway? So I love at the end of every kind of podcast that you do, you ask, was there anything that I didn't ask that I should have? And in this one, Dave mentioned uh, just having his wife alongside him in doing ministry and that it really is a partnership and carrying the load alone isn't really recommended. But, you know, when you got two people on each end of the board, it is much lighter. It's so true. Uh, having a team alongside to, to walk through the process is so good. Having a supportive spouse. I mean, mm -hmm. you, you get, get into this. I don't know if I would been able to uh, pastor, you know, or have lasted in, in pastoring without the support of my wife yeah. and, and having a team around in, in order to make that, that transition. And, and especially when you're going through change Yes. and the difficulty of that is, is when you're discouraged, this is what I found in, in my marriage. I'm not sure how, how it's been in your marriage, but I found if I'm down, it, you know, she's strong and she's encouraging and all the rest of it. And then if she gets down, it, it, if we're both down at the same time, that's trouble. Yeah. But, but it, it rarely happens because you're, you know, down and all of a sudden you've got that support and then encouragement and it's, that's a really big deal. So, and we're also a, a great support for pastors. If you're going through and transitioning your church and you want support and help and want to continue the conversation, how do they continue the conversation with GoCast? Absolutely. So you can subscribe on Apple podcast, or you can find us on Spotify and YouTube as well. Awesome. And you can also uh, link with us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. We would love to continue that conversation and to work with you and with your church. We're cheering you on. We're excited about what God is doing and we're excited about soul winning churches and love to, to help the ups and the downs and all, all the in-betweens. We'd love to be able to converse with you and, and help you in your situation. Mm -hmm. Well, next week, I've got a great conversation with Pastor Jonathan Lambert of Experience Church in Calgary. His church is skyrocketing doing really well, and they do specifically an amazing job when it comes to 
uh, Easter. They just they actually kill it. Easter's yeah. coming up, and so there's some great tidbits that Pastor Jonathan shares in this conversation about Easter and some of the the success that they've had maximizing that event. So here's a snippet of our conversation with Pastor Jonathan Lambert. My personal take on it is just that they need a cause, and so I think I think when the cause is just building the church, yeah. Um, it doesn't quite have the impact, but when you connect the cause to the impact they're making on their friends, people in the city, especially as, as you connect to hey, like as the as the church thrives, our social social justice initiatives get stronger. Right. We're reaching into homeless communities where more people are getting saved. But you know, like it, it, it's always trying to make that connection, like to a deeper why. Right. I think for in my own story always had great churches growing up but a lot of times it was a lot about the church and less about the impact of the church can't wait for the next conversation with pastor jonathan lambert join us next time and thank you so much for joining us today at GoCast. god bless you thank you for joining us for this episode of GoCast. we hope you feel inspired and better equipped to take your community for christ Make sure to subscribe to receive each new episode as it's released. Let's go and break the stat together.